Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Matt Brown Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we're talking to founders and entrepreneurs and CEOs all about the epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today is uh, John Waldman, and John is the CEO of a company called Homebase or joinhomebase.com. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Funny failure story. Last time John pitched up for the interview, my studio was busy flooding. <laughs> Well, here we are. Here we're we back. are. We, we managed to pull it back. We managed to pull it back. All right, cool, John. So look, why don't you uh, kick us off with the elevator pitch, dude? What are you guys up to over there? Yes, Homebase is the leading team management app for local businesses. Uh, we help over 100,000 incredible local businesses. Think your favorite restaurants, coffee shops, retail stores, uh, manage their teams. And we help over... 2 million hourly workers manage their work. And that's everything from scheduling to their pay uh, to their HR docs. Very cool. So um, what's the sort of profile of your typical customer? Is it usually restaurants or their hospitality? Like, or is there, you know, where does the rubber hit the road for you? You know, it's the, uh, it is the full range of incredible local businesses. The common thread being they're small businesses with a lot of hourly employees. And so they're dealing with all of those unique challenges that come with managing hourly work, the scheduling and time tracking and more difficult payroll and all of the regulations and compliance that make hourly work really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, and home base makes it easier. Cool. Sounds like a problem we're solving. <laughs> well, look, uh, let's get into the meat and the potatoes, John. Uh, what is the epic story of failure that you have for our audience around the world today? Yeah, you know, this is a fun question to think about, and I appreciate the theme that you've got here. Uh, you know, I pref I'll preface this and say, I think one of my superpowers as a CEO is I have very short memory. Uh, for failure, because obviously the journey of being a CEO and founder is filled with them. Yeah. Uh, my mind immediately went to talking about COVID and kind of the challenges we faced there. But I figured, you know, that's kind of uh, that, that's that's maybe a dramatic one. Um, so instead, I want to go back to early days of Homebase. And I figured talking about one of the products that we tried to launch super early that just did not work at all. Uh, and that was task management. So that that's the failure I want to talk to you about today. Okay, so what uh, what happened? Yes, so we were early days of home base. Uh, in those days, working very, very closely with a handful of local businesses. You know, the reason I started this company is because I know a lot of local business owners and knew a lot of people who were building and managing restaurants and other businesses. Uh, good friends from growing up owned and run rest ran restaurants. I was here in the Bay Area uh, working with friends down here. And the initial version of home base was around scheduling and time tracking and then task management. And we were working with uh, probably at this point, a, a couple of dozen businesses, you know, still very, very early on prototyping and building products and scheduling and time tracking were clearly working and really helping these businesses save a lot of time and making work easier for their team, accomplishing everything that we wanted to help them accomplish. Uh, the other request that we were getting a lot, you know, in our, and I'm actually wearing, you know, one of the t-shirts here uh, in our goal of kind of eliminating paperwork was the task list. You know, you go into a lot of businesses and what you'd see on the wall is the schedule. You'd see where people are requesting the time off and then you'd see the tasks. And so we wanted to digitize and bring all of that stuff online. Uh, 
had absolutely no success building a task management tool for even a couple of dozen customers. Uh, we tried three different versions of, of just totally different UIs on it. Nothing stuck. Uh, it was, you know, anything we built for one business would not work for the other five that were trying to use it. Every time we made one change, it kind of uh, was hit or miss on whether it was making work easier for teams. Uh, and so even though uh, we were we were pretty convinced and like this is a thing that could be automated, uh, we just couldn't find a good solution for it in the couple of months we were working on. So ultimately we just killed it. And we actually haven't built task management again since, though it's <laughs> on the road. It's on the roadmap always for next year. Uh, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, exactly. That's where I'd put it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So John, um, when you think about that whole experience, uh, obviously as part and parcel of being a startup, right? Pivoting and prototyping and what have you. Uh, but um, when you think about that whole experience, what uh, comes to mind for you as sort of like a key lesson or insight that you now take forward with you in your business today? Yeah, I, so there's a reason I want to talk about this story because I think I, I think we definitely learned some lessons from it. I think the immediate lessons we learned was we hadn't earned the right to go build a third product at that point. You know, one part of the reason why we just weren't successful in building it is because we weren't fully committed to it. You know, we were still er so early in what we were building in the world of scheduling and time tracking and messaging. We hadn't really earned the right to be able to go build another product and fully commit to it. Uh, the other thing that I think was really clear was unlike the scheduling and the time tracking, the messaging where we had a really clear point of view on why we could build something better and different, we didn't have that point of view on the task list. What we had was like a bunch of examples of how companies were doing it today and an attempt to kind of bring that online, but we didn't have the point of view on the right way to bring it online. Uh, and so what we what we were ending up with was something that was making nobody happy because people could just were just looking at it as like, this is not how I do it today. And it's not obviously better to me. Uh, and so I think on both of those things, we kind of learned some pretty valuable lessons on any product that we're going to build. Uh, it's not enough to just bring something online. You got to have a point of view and two, when you're going to build a new product, you better be ready to commit to it. You know, the go all in on that product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, that takes courage, right? Yeah. Uh, to stay on that train. So it's, it's a frightening one. If you're not getting the kind of feedback you want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in those early days of building a product and for rightfully very demanding local businesses uh, who have a million things going on in their lives and don't have a lot of time for kind of like bullshit technology solutions that are only half half right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So John, when you think about that whole time and if you had the keys to the Matt Brown show time machine and you could go back to yourself while this whole thing was not working out as well as you would hope you were hoping for, what advice would you give yourself or what would you do differently uh, and why? Yeah, I think um, I, I think the advice I would have given myself is is kind of the summary of those things, which is it can always be right in the long term and be wrong for right now. And so just because you have a lot of excitement for it, which I did at the time, you know, it was another problem that I wanted to solve. Say, so, hey, you know, you're you're building a company for long term here. This is something you're going to be, be able to revisit every single year when you're making your your product priorities and questions. You don't have to do it now. Uh, make sure that the things that you are doing are excellent first. Mm.
It's awesome. Uh, so John, what's your advice to other CEOs or entrepreneurs uh, out there right now, what listening to us and watching us wherever they are, about the importance of failing or failure in, in becoming successful in, uh, in business? Yeah, you know, I think about the all of the lessons learned uh, in building a company and getting home base to where it is today, uh, serving over 100,000 businesses. And, you know, I think it's easy to take some of the successes and kind of derive some of those things uh, that worked from that, but it's a hell of a lot harder than kind of unpacking the learnings from things that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think you like, really have to be rigorous in interrogating the mistakes and failures and just treating them as learnings, you know, kind of talk about a lot of like, there's only uh there's no fail. There's no failures. It's just successes and learnings. I think we kind of preach that and believe that a lot at home base. Uh, I think, I, I think one of the things that people adjust to in the culture of home base is, you know, when we have our weekly meetings and weekly review meetings and things like that, it can be, it can feel very negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are just like, so critical and skeptical uh, around like interrogating what's going wrong in the business, but also frankly, like what's going right too. you know, applying that same kind of really sharp lens to it. And uh, it didn't happen overnight. I think that was like an earned discipline. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's funny. I, I had um, a CEO on the show recently, his company does like 3 billion and uh, he had 30 of his vice presidents in a room and he did this book with uh, Forbes called FUD, Overcoming FUD. And mm. um, and so he had 30 of his VPs in a room. And you know you have that anonymous cloud stuff where you can say what you want to say in a, in a workshop, but it's anonymous. So then it produces like a word cloud and stuff. And the word cloud was like failure, fear, doubt, all this stuff. And this is like 30 VPs. And people were like, holy shit, how do you get like a culture, like a leadership team to get comfortable, like really comfortable with, with the idea of experimenting and failure and all this kind of stuff? Um, because he's, it, was, it was amazing f- uh, to hear that because when your whole leadership team is struggling with this stuff, then what does that mean for the opportunities that your business could unlock if they, you know, over- overcame themselves, so to speak? Yeah, and I think I, I think it's such a hard thing for a founder to do. You know, I think by the nature of a founder, you start a company because you're optimistic, because you see so much opportunity, because you believe in the impact for change. Uh, and I think that was part of that early lesson for me of like, how do I moderate that for myself as a founder? Because I want to go do everything right now, all of the time. Uh, and learning how to to translate that into more focus. Uh and into a longer term time horizon, mm. uh, I, I think was part of my learning through through that specific failure. But I think is part of is part of that longer term view as well, which is how are you getting people comfortable with failure? It's like, well, it's it's not long term failure. Uh, the reason why we're comfortable with short term failure is to prevent the long term failure. Uh, <laughs> Got to be super comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I might put it in the book. <laughs> That's coming out because that's the whole thing with this, right? I mean, the show, uh, the series has, has always been about just, you know, making people aware that it's necessary, you know, to, to fail. Um, and uh, and so when the book comes out around my birthday at the end of this month. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, I've got so much content. It's going to be epic. Um, and, <laughs> and you guys are going to be amazing part of the launch and all that kind of stuff. 
but uh, but the plan is to basically you know go into companies and consult with the leadership teams around you know this this idea of failing um, and helping them overcome their own you know rubbish <laughs> if you like. Yeah, you know, so um, I had a, have a, a great mentor uh, who, you know, kind of introduced this framework to me super early on, which is kind of a, a two by two matrix. And it's kind of like a works, works like, looks like uh, point when you're building, building products, some it, it's not a straight line. Sometimes you're kind of iterating through those two dimensions uh, and point being of like, you can be really right on one dimension and feel like you're failing completely on another dimension. Mm. And it's not that you're failing. It's just that you're growing. And that's part of, mm. part of the journey of development mm. there. Uh, and so I think there's a lot of times that, uh, you know, that, that development uh, is hidden, hidden in the failure, but it's actually, is actually that journey there. It's the iteration. Mm. It's the stock market graph rather than the hockey stick, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you, know, you hear lots of lots of folks say that of like, there's no such thing as like a hockey stick graph if you zoom in close enough. You know, you zoom in close enough on anything, and everything is just kind of a series of breakthroughs and stallouts and growths and and new discoveries and failures and things that didn't work. Yeah, that's very cool. Tell me, um, John, what about? Um, books tools or resources that you recommend yes uh as anybody at home base would tell you i uh i read a lot of books i'm a big believer in that uh as a as a leader and as anybody who wants to get better in their craft give a book out to everybody at home base every year so i can just tell you some of the books that i've given at home base you will see kind of where my where my heart is at mm -hmm. uh the book that i gave everybody at home base this year is unreasonable hospitality uh by will Godard. it's an incredible book about the story of of him building 11 madison park but it's really about uh hospitality uh, it's about kind of bringing a hospitality mindset to uh to any business uh and demanding excellence and what the, what that takes uh, if I turned off this fake background, you'd see lots of other books that I had given out. I think about uh, unreasonable hospitality as maybe a uh, a sole companion to one of the first books I gave to everybody at home base, which was Danny Meyer's Setting the Table, which is also about kind of hospitality. Um, but the book I gave last year, and this is, this is a, this is a fun one, uh, is Disney's land. Uh, I'm blanking on the author, but it's about the story of creating Disneyland. Uh, and two, that too is a story in a different way of about having unreasonably high expectations and about an attention to detail in order to create magical experiences. And I think as company builders, that's ultimately what we're all about, you know, what both externally for our customers as well as internally for our teams. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, Richard Snow is the author. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Great book. Um, awesome, brother. Well, look, congrats on uh, all your success. Uh, have you built an incredible business? It sounds like, sounds like you're an amazing leader also. Um, and um, yeah, man, this concludes your time in the hot seats on this series, brother. Appreciate you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me, Matt. Glad you're uh, all dried out and that we could do this. <laughs> uh, you know what? I sat with a wet shirt for three hours after that. So. <laughs>
doing shows. Just training. Just, just, just basically, it yeah, because there was nothing I could do. <laughs> I was in back-to-backs. I wasn't oh, going to lose another one. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Well, no, I'm glad good. you're all recovered, and I'm glad we could do this. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Thanks and everybody else, we'll see you again soon. Cheers. 